0: Thought Leaders, Storytellers and Griots, sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week.
1: She's one of our uh, regular friends here on the JSB on SAFM. Professor Helen Rees is an award-winning global health practitioner. She's dedicated her professional career to improving public health in Africa with a focus on vaccine-preventable diseases, HIV prevention, and sexual and reproductive health. She's also the founder and executive director of the Reproductive Health and HIV Institute, the RHI, of the University of Witwatersrand. Prof. Rees, as always, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Well, thank you very much for having me, and what a lovely song to just listen to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Prof. Reese, we wanted to get you in because there is the new spike. They're saying it's the fifth wave, and we thought let's just try and get some insights into it. Is it a version or a variant of Omicron that we are dealing with here? Yes, it
0: is. I mean, this is what we think is happening at the moment, so... Um Omicron, when it started, it was in at the end of last year in December, and we call that BA1. But now the, what we're seeing now is that we have what's called BA4 and 5. These are subvariants. So they're changes in Omicron, but they have got significant changes that we've got to keep an eye on. Um, and it's also spreading, they're spreading rapidly. So they're now replacing what we had with the predominant Omicron uh, subtype, which was um, BA2. So uh, definitely, this is why we're seeing a, a fifth wave. We think it's because we've got these changes. This is more transmissible, um, and it's managing these these two types are managing to affect people who hadn't
1: previously been infected. Prof. We, it, we we are moving into it. You say it is more transmissible, but there feels like there's less of a a kind of national anxiety. It could be that we no longer have the state of emergency or the state of disaster specifically for that, um, for, for COVID. Uh, what's your take on how people should be approaching this and thinking about this?
0: Well, um, the first thing is, you know, sort of from the uh, monitoring point of view, we're keeping a very close eye on the numbers. And, um, mm. It's possible that we're we're all starting to really think it is going to be a fifth wave. But it's possible it's what we call an uptick, just a little surge and then it will go down again. And it might have been caused because of the Easter holidays when there were many get-togethers, religious, social, weddings, lots of celebration. um, And uh, so it could be an uptick. So that's why we're watching these numbers. But at the moment, the way the numbers are going, I think most of us think that we are in for a wave and quite a sharp wave like we saw with Omicron at the the beginning. In terms of how people are, are feeling um, and, and the response, yes, I'm sure you're right. The state of disaster is gone. We're not having to be, to be wearing masks outside. Um, Omicron in itself caused less severe disease. And so we, saw, we didn't see that surge of deaths that we saw, for example, with the Delta variant. Uh, mm. So there is a sense of, you know, phew, uh, let's perhaps start to live with this. But we have to be extremely cautious. Because when numbers go up, inevitably the number of people going into hospitals go up, and we're already seeing that in the in the private sector. the numbers of people who' get severe disease will increase because uh, particularly those who are vulnerable um, things with like comorbidities that we know so well now, and the people over sixty uh, so when the numbers go up, that will go up as well, even if this uh, even if omicron in all its shapes and forms is less severe so. I understand, and I think we all sort of are trying to breathe this sort of sigh of relief, but when the numbers go up, we've got to be sensible. We've got to resume mask wearing, and if you're in those risk categories, you've particularly got to wear your mask. Um, If you're in crowded places, if you're inside, still the recommendation is wear your mask. And the other thing that we're really trying to push people is that we don't yet know what is still in store for us in terms of severity. So vaccination... remains probably our most powerful tool at this point to try and protect people
1: into the future. Prof uh, one of the things that I read recently is that there is an opportunity for people who do have comorbidities to go and have a second booster shot should they so require, should they so want. Can anybody access this? What is the deal here? (coughs) So the The deal is the reason we're we're now recommending boosters is we're looking very closely both at
0: at, at all the types of immunity you get, both from having had previous infection or from having had vaccination or from having a combination of both of them. What we see is over time for all the types of immunity is that uh, protection wanes. Uh, Mm. And if you give a booster dose, uh, so if you've had your two primary doses of Pfizer or J&J, and then you have a booster dose, you see a real sort of kickstart to your immune system again, um, and it's 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 an important dose because it's it's some months after you've had your first your first uh, doses. And what it does is it, it sort of kickstarts starts your, the memory of your immune system, which is somewhat different to how your immune system works in the first place, when it's first exposed to that virus or, or to the vaccine antigen. So it's a very important dose, and it seems to, we can see that not only does it boost, but it protects for longer. So certainly those people who've had their um, their first doses, Go and get your booster dose. It's now available to you. But incredibly important, Michelle, and we mustn't forget this, is the the, the vaccine that gives you the biggest protection is actually that very first one. So Mm. If you've not had a vaccine, go and get it. It doesn't matter if you've had a previous infection. In fact, it's very good if you've had a previous infection because the combination of those two stimuluses to your immune system will give you really good so uh, we're saying certainly if you're over 60, if you've got comorbidities, if you're living with HIV, um, then go and get that booster dose. It's now available to you. And it, it's it's really important in terms of protection. What about a second booster dose? Yes, we're looking at that at the moment. Um, uh, so... <clears throat> And there's a lot of experience now of giving second booster doses, a lot of um, evidence. When we, as the Vaccine uh, Ministerial Advisory Committee and other ministerial committees together, we, we don't think it's, we don't just think things are a good idea. We look for the evidence. And there's a lot of evidence now emerging from countries, for example, like Israel or the UK on second booster doses and, and what they do. And there is growing evidence that a second booster dose, as long as you've got a few months in between, is extremely good, and particularly for people who've got more vulnerable immune systems, like Mm. people who are over 60, like people living with HIV who might be immunocompromised. Those second booster doses are extremely important in, in sort of keeping that immune system, really pushing your immune system as far as it can go. So we are looking at that, and very soon we'll have a um, a, a recommendation of that. <laughs> I'll be working on the advisory um, over this weekend, and it'll go to the, the Minister of Health. But as I say, the evidence for a second booster dose, um, particularly in those who've got weak immune systems, uh, is, is growing.
1: So, vaccinate, 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 and wear your mask indoors. We continue with those uh, requirements yeah. as far as you're concerned. But
0: but but you know, but enjoy your lives. I mean, this this mustn't be, you know, really having, as we say, to learn to live with the virus because it's not going away anytime soon.
1: Professor Helen Rees, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a real pleasure to talk to you. It's eight o'clock. It's time for the news. Good morning.